0: This is
1: At Risk Radio. Welcome to At Risk Radio. At Risk Radio is a show where we talk about leadership and the church at risk. My name is Mark Stafford, and I'm the host of the show. Here with David Witt, he's the CEO of SOM International, and Dan Rilling, he's the manager at Lakeview Camp. Now, one of the reasons for this podcast, David, we've been doing this now, we're over 100 episodes, is to work out the principles of Hebrews 10, 24, and 25, and that says this, Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but this is it, encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Now, David, as I have understood your relationship with Dan, it is a encouraging relationship. And what we want to talk about today is how you and Dan came together and how we can encourage one another all the more as we see the time of Christ appearing, coming closer.
0: Welcome, Dan, from Canada. Actually, we should- from Canada, uh, cold Canada, yeah, we're international, uh, yes, today. thank you. Yes, this is international today for our podcast. And I'll just, first of all, Dan, I want to give you most of the time, but I'll just quickly introduce you that um, Dan called this last fall, and I want him to fill in why he called me. But he and I probably connected now a few calls, a few uh, at least a couple hours on the phone. We just knit together quickly mm-hmm. in our hearts for the word of God. Uh, for his body and for the scriptures being distributed a generosity. And so I invited Dan on to our show and Mark, he's truly humble. He was unsure about that, but he prayed about it. So I'm perfect. I'm confident of the Holy Spirit putting us together here. And I just, I'm, I'm excited to for the, our listening audience to be able to get to know Dan. So Dan, you know, out of the gate here, why don't mm-hmm. you tell that God's story there Of how you connected with Spirit of Martyrdom International.
2: Okay, thank you. It's great to be here. Um, Yeah, I was just. I think it was must have been about a year ago that I was just uh, thinking I, I need to give a donation of Bibles, like buy Bibles for people around the world. And so, so one of the ministries that I support here in Canada is Ethnos Canada. And so I phoned Martin Lamb there and asked him like if they had a need for, for. Resources to buy Bibles, and he said, Well, we kind of have an ongoing, um, people give that to that ongoing, and there's not a big need right now. And so then he, he told me about uh, Tim Walker and the Pro Bibles and the need there, that, that he had. And so, and so then it was through that that I connected uh, with you, David. And, and yeah, I guess the, that's how it started.
0: Okay, so to fill in also the listening audience again, Tim is a missionary for 27 years translated Mm -hmm. the Venezuelan tribe, the Piroas, into, you know, into their language and specifically God in a supernatural uh, path connected Tim with us and then us with Russell. And and there's been this wonderful collaboration together where we've been able to distribute uh, now with the latest in your help uh, there, Dan, we're going to have over 35,000 Bibles distributed very soon. So um, yeah, so that's just advancing, and that's caused a revival, which you know Mark, you and I have talked about.
1: Yeah, we talked about that a lot. And Bibles for Venezuela mm-hmm. has been one of our big things, mm-hmm. uh, and and I'm just putting that all together now. And that's mm-hmm. the guy who who uh, is working with Russell Stendall, and all these things are all connected together. But it's encouraging to see uh, people getting these Bibles. They are um, some of them are weeping. They're like, I've been mm-hmm. waiting for a Bible. That that's, that's mind blowing, isn't it, mm-hmm. David? Yeah. Somebody can be in a church but they don't have access to god's word i mean yeah sometimes only the pastor mm-hmm. has a bible and so yeah certainly that's been a passion of ours to try to get bibles into the hands of people who want them
0: yeah and mark and my father-in-law talked about he he's built some planes there's, there's a million parts and mostly even little planes and you know i feel like that's the same way a metaphor for getting the bibles out getting you know discipleship there's a million parts a million players you know each yeah. part couldn't be done. I mean, Dan comes a pl- uh, you know, a hidden part and many other of our partners who it couldn't be done. It couldn't be done with Tim, couldn't be done without Russell and all those right. workers down there on the border in Colombia and Venezuela, um, our, you know, our ministry. So it's exciting to see how God uses these parts. So I went again, Dan, let's go on with your heart. God really, you were sharing with us how God really worked in your heart, the principle of generosity and you know this is a leadership podcast, especially leadership to add, you know those are at mm-hmm. risk and and how important mm-hmm. it is especially when you're persecuted you know that you have a spirit of generosity and they're sharing with one another because their resources are daily sometimes so um, we learn much yeah. from them in the west here so dan tell us kind of how the lord developed and what that has looked like in your life to be a generous person
2: mm. okay thank you well like i, I remember even as a Kid, when whenever I when I was reading scripture, it it would stick out to me that God loved the orphan, loved the poor, mm-hmm. you know, loved the widow, and so to look after them, and even how the people of Israel, part of the reason they were sent out of the land is because they didn't do that. So all those things mm-hmm. um, were just constantly kind of in my mind, and so it was like, and I think that's because God has given me uh, the gift of giving, and so He He started that by just putting that in my mind, and so. I was always kind of bent that way, and so he, uh, and so as I grew up, I, you know, I, I was my purpose was not to make a living for myself, but but actually to make a living so that I could give money away. So that was kind of what was always going through my, through my mind. So I remember as as a mm. like in my teens and twenties, I kept trying to find ways to make money um, so that I could do this eventually you know give more money away and and finally the, the thing that actually the big thing that I guess that happened was uh one time I was mm-hmm. actually in my 30s so I was praying and asking God what do you want me to do so I was farming away mm-hmm. and I was asking God what do you want me to do with this land and so in my mind in my mind it was like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna build a, a berry farm you know I'm gonna and that's what I'll make living like and giving by doing that right and so I was, I was just praying as I was raking hay. And then it was within two days, he said, start a campground. And so I was like, wow, like I, I had only been camping once in my life. And that was with a bunch of youth I was leading. And and we actually got almost kicked out because we're too noisy. So I, I knew nothing about campgrounds. Like I was just totally lost. I didn't know that that everybody uh, needs a picnic table. And so I didn't even have enough picnic tables when I started this campground. But and basically I had no money so it was just, uh, uh, a real faith thing. And so I, I actually applied to the county and, and here they had actually zoned the land for a campground and I didn't even know this. And so, so, so I got permission with, with, I thought I was going to have to spend thousands of dollars, you know, to, oh, wow. to get this rolling and here for like 250 bucks, I think it was, I, I, I could get it started. So it was like just a, a miracle and, and like I had like no money, um, and so so we just started wow. slowly started building this campground. And just I had an old backhoe and so so I used that and, and have enough money to to buy a bit of uh, a sewer pipe and, and uh electrical wire and stuff. And so so I just slowly started this and, and 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 I could see when I got to about forty sites, I was just praying this one which was in the winter and was praying, Lord, do you want me to expand some more? You know, I I don't have any money, but, but I mean, there's, there's a need here. People are coming, they're filling up the campground. And so it was like in the middle of winter and all of a sudden a bunch of people came from another campground and said, Hey, we're, we're looking for another campground. Do um, do you have any sites for us? Well, I said, well, I, I, I actually, I don't have any, but I can make some. I'll have some ready by, by May, you know, and of course up here it's, it's pretty cold, uh, so that sometimes it's hard to do that. But but yeah, so here they put they put a down payment in the middle of winter so that I'd have some money to, to buy the the materials I needed. And so by, by by May long weekend, these people had already moved in. And so they'd filled up the sites that I'd made. And so this this happened over and over again. It was just God's miracle one after another, he he would hmm. there would be some campground that would the the people would be upset with him. And so then all of a sudden I'd have like 20 or 30 campers coming from another campground uh, saying, Hey, do you have room for us? And so this just kept on going. It was just God's provision, like all through it. Um, and I was actually uh, a few years ago. I was at, uh, you know, sometimes I, in my head, I know this is God's campground. And, and my whole purpose is is to give to missions with it. Right. But sometimes we, we get uh, we start to get right. uh, discouraged or something. We think, "Oh man, I'm working so hard here." You know, I remember this one day. That's what I was thinking. I mean, that doesn't happen very often. But here I was getting kind of, "Oh man, I'm doing so much work." And you know, and, and so I went to I went to Gunn, which is like a kilometer away from our, our the campground. And I hardly even go that far in the summer. I'm usually just at the campground like, all the time. To go a, a kilometer or a mile, um, it, it was too it's too far for me. But then there was a there was a new right. camper there. It was about six o'clock mm-hmm. at night, and he said, "Oh, so you're, you're quitting for the day?" And I said, "Well, no. Usually I work till nine or ten, and then I take Sundays off." And so there was this uh, Native American lady there, and, and she said, "Oh, you run God's campground?" And it was like, like, <laughs> I, I was like shocked. Like, so I said, "Well, well, why, why would you say it's God's campground? Because I wasn't going around advertising that. That I I was building this campground for God, you know, I didn't tell anybody that, and she says, "Well, the way it grew so fast, it had to be God." <laughs> and so that that was such a wow! Just a what a confirmation that that you know this is what God was doing there. And so so I mean, I had so so this passion just was was to continue building to 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 give to the kingdom, and I remember at the ten year mark, we were able to give like a hundred thousand dollars away, and so. We paid. We started with zero. Paid all of our debts off. we were able to give that much away. So I mean, it was just a oh, miracle wow. of God. I mean, there's no other way to describe it. And so, and so, I had actually, in my mind, I said, "Okay, Lord, my goal now is wow. in another 10 years is to, to give 10 times that away." You know, of course, keep giving all along, but but on the 10th year, year after that, to give 10 times that away.
0: Wow. Well, Dan, let's let's unpack that even more because I know we talked about how that's grown into continual being truly created for good works
1: and and how that's been part of your worship. Yeah, yeah. Well, we wanna hear about that incredible calling when we get back on the other side of this break. So when we get back, we'll talk more with, uh, more with Dan and how God has been using his gift of giving to huh, produce a lot of Bibles. We'll be right back. At Risk Radio. At risk radio and our partnership with SOM international is working to bring 2 million Bibles into Venezuela. For more information about how you can help go to at Welcome back to at risk radio. I'm online with David Witt, the CEO of SOM international and Dan Rilling, the manager at Lakeview camp. Uh, Dan, before the break, you were sharing with us how uh, you have a passion to give a million dollars away in, um, uh towards Christian work and you're telling us how God has uh, stepped up to that challenge to provide in miraculous ways. just so want you to continue your story about how God has provided incredibly for this challenge
2: okay, thank you yeah so so the goal was was to send a million dollars away at, at in ten at the tenth year after so it actually my twentieth year of the campground and so yeah. but what happened before that? so actually my wife kept giving me a hard time well, if you keep uh, building it so big, nobody would want to buy it. But I didn't have in my mind that I'd want to sell it. I just had this goal of wanting to give this money away. right? But actually it actually turned out that before the, tw- the that tenth year came, God impressed upon me. I was just fasting and praying. He said, "Get ready to sell a campground." And so, so that was kind of a different twist for me. I wasn't expecting that. But but he and then it was and I was in the spring and in the fall. He had some guys come along and say, "Hey, we're looking to buy campgrounds um, in the area. You mind if we stop by?" And so I ended up that these guys ended up buying the campground, just and it was just all God's direction. It was like uh, a week a week after they came, um, my wife said to me, "Well, what's the Lord saying today?" And they hadn't they hadn't called back in that week. and And I said, "Well, actually, when I was reading the, in the Bible this morning, I was reading where where Moses went before Pharaoh and said, "Tomorrow, this is what's going to happen." And the word tomorrow just came off the page. It was just like leaping up at me. And so I told her, I think tomorrow these guys are gonna phone and say they want to buy the campground. Well, that was a Sunday morning. By Monday morning, they had called and said we want to buy the campground. So it was just God's God's leading. So I had no doubt that God this was God's direction to sell the campground. And so then then my passion was just we could we could do so much with the sale that just to give to missions, right? And so so now it's to the point where God has said, get rid of the rest of that money and start teaching. Teach my truth. And so mm-hmm. And so that's where God has really been uh, speaking to me about what message to to bring to people. And so I have a passion. Um, basically, I want to be a, a broker for missions. and so that I so that I can go go to churches and and tell them about all the great missions there are that need to be supported. And then I can also tell the people in churches how, they need to give it's important that they give and so so i just don't want to help the mission i want to help those people in the churches as well talk about some
0: scripture and some ways the lord spoke to you about how giving is so important as fruit of righteousness and really part of the good works that we are creating i like the ephesians talks about it. we are created for good works okay
2: so so the latest uh the thing that's really been going through my mind lately is the parable now uh, and it's the parable of the dishonest manager. That's what it's called in my Bible. But actually, it's the parable of what Christians should do with their money. Jesus is saying that just as uh, worldly people use worldly mammon to to benefit themselves, um, we as Christians are supposed to use worldly mammon to to benefit ourselves. And so we don't we don't often think of it that way. We we often think, well, that's that's bad to be benefiting ourselves. But let me read uh, Luke sixteen. Verse 9, I mean, this is a, a verse that all of us Christians in North America should memorize. We should know this by heart. And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of unrighteous wealth, so that when it fails, or when you fail, they will receive you into eternal dwellings. So here Jesus is saying that we should make friends with our un, unrighteous mammon, make friends for ourselves, that will be welcomed into eternal dwellings. Now that sounds like heresy, but it was Jesus, so, so we'll believe him. So he's saying we will we'll be welcomed into eternal dwellings if we give. And you know, I I, I was thinking of the, the Proa uh, people, and, and 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 it was just this really hit me that us giving to them was actually doing this. It, it was making friends for ourselves so that we were welcomed into eternity. And I I can maybe just read you one uh, one paragraph. They sent us a letter. This is the first time I ever got a letter from somebody we actually gave to. And so, this, but this was this was really neat. It says. When we the member, so this is from the Pearl people, when we the members of Christ's body watch you rejoice in heaven when you receive your rewards, we too, being right there with you, will rejoice before our Lord in the brightness of his shining light. What that joy will be even greater than the joy we now feel by receiving a Bible. Our Creator God knew this knew of this future event even before before we existed. And so to me that's just an example of how our giving made friends for ourselves will be welcomed into eternal dwellings and and, you know and you know the early church they believe that this 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 is how you got saved this is part it was by faith and works and so this they believe that by giving this is how you made it this is one of the ways you made it so so this is just such a powerful thing so i encourage people to give and just uh, and i think this parable is so uh, applicable now especially in the time we live in because when we when we see what's going on in the world, we see that we're going to probably have a digital currency. Probably in a couple of years, I, I wouldn't be surprised if if we actually have no say over our money. It's going to be the government's going to take over, and 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 so it looks like it's going that way. And so so what are we going to we're going to lose our money anyway? So why why not why not invest it in the kingdom? You know don't don't try to get it offshore somewhere and protect it. Go off Earth, and, and you know to the eternal kingdom where it's going to be safe. You know. And we're, we're going to be welcomed in each other's dwellings. Like it's, it makes so much sense to do that now. Yeah, it's incredible. You know? I,
0: I love it, Dan. I love it. Yeah, you just have that. You're practical guy. Hey, we're going to lose it all. I mean, the scripture says there's a time to it even yeah. man to die and then judgment yeah. so you know whether it's even our lifetime or uh, judgment I mean the Lord wants us to live wisely that yes. way you've been given this huge heart of generosity it's powerful and how the Lord's given you insight into the word I pray that this is going to cause all our listening audience others to seek the word for themselves to mm-hmm. really as Bereans study it so they can see it for yeah. themselves that
1: spirit and that l- legacy of, of leadership that we all have Mark I'll turn it over to you Yeah. We want to encourage you to continue to be a leader in the kingdom of God, to take risks for the kingdom of God. I can think of no bigger risk for me than to do something like give away a million dollars. That seems very risky, but we need encouragement from people like Dan to do risky things for Jesus. And um, hey, if you want to get involved with those who are risking much for Jesus every day, we want to Encourage you to start by subscribing to our newsletter. Our full color newsletter comes out every month. It has stories of those who are serving in very dangerous places on the front lines uh, for the gospel. You can sign up for that at atriskradio.com. Well, hey, last thing At Risk Radio and SOM International, they're funded by you. We're funded as you give. Uh, towards those who are doing much for Jesus, who are risking much for Jesus. And if you want to become a monthly donor, or if you want to donate in exchange for a book in our bookstore, you can visit our bookstore at spiritofmartyrdom.com, www.spiritofmartyrdom.com. Well, hey, that, that wraps it up for today. Until next time, my name is Mark Stafford, and this has been At Risk Radio. You've been listening to At-Risk Radio. For more, go to atriskradio.com. At-Risk
0: Radio is a production of SOM International.